makes fun of us for having this as an intro song, James? Mm, who? Nicholas Long. <laughs> Who's on the show today, James? Oh, weird, Nicholas Long. <laughs> show number six? Yeah, show number six. That one by Fat. We First are five. back again. We're yeah. back with Nicholas Long. Yep. We got him on the phone today, coming up shortly. I'm really looking forward to that. He was by popular demand. Apparently, <clears throat> you guys, yeah, apparently a lot of people asked for him, right? Obviously, he's our good buddy, but... Um, People really want to hear from Nick. Like when we ask people, like we got multiple people, Nick. So we're like, okay, we got to get that guy on the show. I mean, let's be real. Okay, he's been around for a while in the sport, and he's probably got the best stories out of everyone. Who doesn't have a good Nick story? <laughs> I, mean, I have so many good yeah. Nick stories. Most of them you probably can't say online, but yeah, we got a lot of uh, drinking-related questions <laughs> his way. <laughs> I mean, he's pretty good at that as well. And yeah. yeah, we got a lot of questions for him, so we're gonna do our best to cover them all. But obviously, we couldn't take all the quick shots. Because no, there's so. a, quite a few now, so we really appreciate everyone sending in the, the questions, but unfortunately we couldn't, couldn't have them all. No, we, that would take a while, and we've been told we've got to keep it you know, relatively you know, in a time frame mm-hmm. here, or else people get bored. We're not that exciting. So. so what did we do this morning? So we went and rode the track this morning, finally outside in some gorgeous weather. Unbelievable. Like literally last week, I think it was four or five degrees. It was about, what, 20 degrees today? About 24 degrees today. <laughs> it was, it <laughs> it was, was super nice. Rode Abby this morning. Track was pristine. Yeah, it's riding fast. Hats right off now. to Adam for getting it ready. Yep. Hats off to Adam. Big squad out today. Yeah, because it's spring break now, so we had some of the younger kids riding, testing out the Supercross Hill, well, trying it out and doing it for the first time. Some of the boys from the island came over to ride too, so it's fun. It's way more fun than just having like the three of like me, Alex, Drew there, because you know you haven't been there every time, so it's more fun. We have more people here. Oh, and D trains in town. So it's good. We got a crew. Dane trains in town. I'm still yeah. riding at fifty percent, which is boring, but it's coming along. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad for you because I see you rolling around, and it's like I know you're taking it easy, but like you, you take it's frustrating. Yeah, I can see it for you. I know, and I did it a couple efforts today. Well, not efforts. One straightaway things at fifty percent. I felt like tired after my brain. It's really weird to explain, mm-hmm. and it's really frustrating because I want to go fast. I get that. Yeah, I was thinking about it too. Like. As much as you want to, like, I want to, like, be the track and friend and say, like, hey, like, you're looking good, go faster. You're the only one that knows what's going on in your brain. So it's hard for anybody to kind of help you out. In that go sense. faster already. <laughs> yeah, right? But it's hard to help you out when, you know, no, you can't just see an injury or you can't see anything. I know. You're the one that feels it, right? So. Yeah. It's like a broken ankle. When you recover, you, you can't just go and lift 400 pounds again on the squat rack. It doesn't work that it's way. It's the same anymore. thing. You got to ease into things. No. Same thing with your brain. Yeah. Um, announce the winner of the number plates. Yes. We uh, got our number plate winners. We uh, got the selection done. So for those of you who don't know, we did a number plate giveaway on the Coffee Chatter Instagram account. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a lot of nice comments, so thank you very much for the support. And the two winners are... At Robin Gommers and at Ico Gommers. Okay, first of all, I think I mispronounced those. <laughs> they are Robin Gommers and Ico Gommers. I'm so sorry if I mispronounced it, but <laughs> you two are the winners. Thanks for the support. Thanks for, you know, playing along. We've seen them on Instagram and stuff and liking our photos, and they commented on the coffee chatter. They both follow the account. So when they randomly select They're them, friends of the yeah. show now. They're now friends of the show. They're friends of the show. So shout out to you two. Uh, thanks very much. Yeah, thanks for playing. You thanks for everybody else that, you know, commented on the post, too. It's fun. You know who's another friend of the show? Who? Snap on Green. Snap on Green is a friend of the show. So big news on Snap on Green today, James. What is it? I, I, are we going to unveil it now? Report? Well, we're going to... So he sent in a voice memo for us to play. Okay. He sent us a voice memo, everyone. We're building up to a big release of who Snap on Green is on Instagram. So at the end of the show, we're going to play the voice memo. So stick around. <laughs> it, made, it made me chuckle, the voice memo. <laughs> so how's your weekend, James? 
Weekend was great. So we did, we rode on Saturday, had a great time, and then Sunday, enjoyed our Sunday like it should have been enjoyed, went and played some golf. Well, you were playing golf. I don't know what I was doing out there. <laughs> it was the first round of the year, I guess, at home. One of the worst rounds I've ever played in my life. Seriously, I don't Absolutely think... horrific. Why is golf so hard? I don't understand what I was doing out there. I don't understand the game I was playing out there. You were playing golf. I was doing something else. Just hitting balls out there? I was hooking it, slicing it, hitting it fat, topping it, hitting it thin, blading it, spraying it. There are a lot of golfers that weren't safe on the course, let me tell you. I feel like every hole is yelling four one way or the other. <laughs> Just hand up in the air, pointing in a direction. Which indeed, and you know, it gets to the point where like, I love golf. I shot 86 a couple weeks ago and I shot a 104 on Sunday. So that goes to show how bad I played. If anybody knows, yeah, that's huge Anyone who knows difference. golf, I went from 86 to a 104 in a matter of two weeks. <laughs> that's bad. I did the equivalent of hitting every single gate at the race and nearly flipping it. Not making the pro section. Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much me in Salt Lake a couple years 24 ago. 24 points after Moto. <laughs> That kind of leads us into the rant. We're going to do the rant now again. Okay. So, second tee... So, first first hole doesn't go amazing, but it's whatever. We shake off the nerves. Second tee shot, I spray my drive far right. Like, like, I'm talking instantly right. We both look up and go, well, that's interesting. Like, it was just, like, unbelievably right. So, it's an elevated tee box. I sprayed it right down the hill over the tee box to a different hole beside it. And I'm on the other side, like, underneath trees. Yeah. And so... People are teeing off on the other on the tee box. I just hit my ball over, and so a guy tees off, and there's four of them. And so I yell, "Hey, I'm just gonna punch through. I'm just gonna punch through back onto our fairway." And the, let's take a pause. You said, "Excuse me, guys." Oh yeah, yeah. I did. I did. You, you, yeah. So I didn't want to punch. I could have punched without saying anything. You could have gone right in front. But of I'm not gonna do that. No. no. So not I mean, with the way you were playing. Exactly. <laughs> and like it's just not. I'm no. not just not gonna do that. It's rude. And exactly. So I said, "Excuse me. I'm just gonna punch through back onto my fairway," and the guy goes. What did he say again? I don't know, but he said something like... Oh, the guy goes, oh, you're actually supposed to wait for us to tee off first, but we'll let you go. And I, I was just in shock. Like, dude, really? You're going to make me wait another few minutes? Like, if, was, the, if was that was reversed, I, I would have let the guy do it. No no question. Yeah, it was a, literally a, just a quick punch shot to get yourself back onto our fairway so you could play. How uptight do you take yourself? Seriously. Who do you these... think you are? <laughs> Honestly. Who do you think you are? It's a Sunday at some... Sh- let's be real. It was a shitty golf course. It was a course. shitty golf course. We yeah. were hacking around. <laughs> Everybody was hacking around. Those guys were no screaming hell. <laughs> no. Like, who do you think you are? You so uptight and hoity-toity old <laughs> golf guy that you can't let somebody punch through back onto their fairway? You're going to make them wait? Yeah, seriously. That's absolutely ridiculous. And I hate it. Okay, we go to the golf courses and we're not just like two shaggy guys that show up. We like to dress the part. I'd say we were probably two of the best dressed guys at the golf course. Besides the round I play on Sunday, we're actually decent golfers shooting yes, in the yes, 80s. Yes, we are. Okay, we dress the part and we still get treated like we're little kids that are just there hacking around. It's a joke. I'm it's a straight up joke. I, I hate it. It pisses me off. I know. Those old guys that are just so like uptight about, oh, tradition of the game, blah, blah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, give me a break. Yeah, we're respecting the game and we're trying to have some fun. There's a difference between respecting <laughs> the game and just being an old idiot. Being a jerk. Seriously. Right. Like, yeah. anyway, <laughs> so after this, we were both a little shocked, a little rattled, like, what, what the hell was that? Yeah, I was a little pissed off for <clears> you. So they, yeah. back, they back up off the tee. The four of them are watching. I have this punch shot. I got to go through a few trees, across their fairway, through a bunch of trees <laughs> on the divider, and then back onto our fairway. <laughs> so I take my five iron, and I have to absolutely thread the needle. Yeah. It was, let me tell you, and I threaded the needle, hit a beautiful punch shot right through about two sets of trees, a fairway back onto ours. And even the woman was like, wow, that was a, that was a good shot. <laughs> they're probably like, oh, this guy sucks. And after that, they're like, wow, that, that, was, that was pretty good. Because yeah, first of all, to pretend up where you did, I was like, oh boy, like these people are going to think we're not here to play golf. Like, yeah. 
and then the pressure of having all four of them basically stand there, watch you hit the shot. I was in the golf cart, not really watching them. I was nervous just for come you. Come on, Terry. <laughs> just pull this one through. Talk about performance on demand. Yeah, that was big. That was big. Anyway, that was probably the best shot of the day because that went downhill after that. Yeah, that's but, the rant. I, I'm tired of those, you know, uptight old golfers that, you know, just think they run the golf course just because oh my they're, God. you know, big shots. I, I know. And the guys in front of us were taking so long. They were not yeah. keeping up with the pace. But anyway, we go on and on. Yeah. Golf's a great game. We love it. <laughs> I really have blasts every time, you know. <laughs> so on the weekend, there was a couple of races, Albuquerque and Manchester Open. Uh, yeah, I think we, just to point out, I think we've now uh, named ourselves the the sports center of the BMX world. Oh yeah, I suggest that today, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, we did. are indeed, I believe, I'm self-proclaimed as the sports center of the BMX world. Yeah. So we're going to break down all the highlights <laughs> and the, uh, the lowlights, misplays of the day. <laughs> so Albuquerque, Joris put on a clinic like last year. Yeah. I was, to be honest, I, not that I was surprised to see him win, but the guy's just had a baby. He's been on dad duty, I'm sure, a lot. So True. I didn't even think of that. Wow. Yeah. So to him to come out and do that, that was impressive. Obviously, it is a flat track, so that's his specialty. Oh, like Joris is the Flat Hill Assassin. Yeah. But that tr- like, the track looked gnarly itself. Yeah, it did. Pro yeah. section on the second straight. They didn't do it. I watched the video of the first day when Joris won. I think Anthony got second. I didn't see that one. They didn't do it? They didn't jump the pro set. And I'm not sure why. So maybe it was gnarly because the track looked gnar. Must have been. But I I saw a video of cruiser guys jumping in. I'll have to ask Nick about that. So I'm kind of curious. What was Nick doing there? I don't know. We'll ask him. we got to find out what Nick Uh, was doing. He apparently didn't race. We'll ask him. But uh, Al won both days. The first day she actually had to pass Felicia. That was a good race. That was was exciting. That was was a really good race. They were battling and then behind them, Brooke and Lauren were battling too. Man, those top four, there was good battles, actually. Those were exciting mains to watch. Yeah, very. Yeah. It's surprising, like, a track... We had, like we talk about tracks that are good and bad. It's a track like that, I mean, it looks like just a plain old undercover, whatever, ABA track, but provides some good race action. Yeah. Good drag races. So. Yeah, and I mean, it's one of those kind of old school ABA tracks, so to speak, where it's just have a crack. Basically, you just, just grip yeah. it and rip it. Like, <laughs> it's just this dogfight to the first jump, and then, you know, you just go for it. Pretty much. Have it's like big. one of those classic ABA tracks, you know? Yep. First yeah. time there was 2010. I was oh, junior. Yeah. I was there. That was my first like first international. That's when the track was white like milk. Remember? Somebody messed up the soil attack <laughs> and it was white. Yeah, <laughs> that was pretty funny. So Manchester Open, Neek killed it from eight. Yep. Yeah, Neek somehow he's gone five for five this year. That's damn impressive. Yeah, he's looking good. He's yeah. looking good. And he's done it on a couple different types of tracks because this one obviously yeah. was a supercross track. The one before in France was a tight indoor, and those yeah. typically aren't the types of tracks that he likes. You know. Yeah. And he'll, he'll even tell you that. Neek, you're a friend of the show, though, so I got something to say. I dare you to pick not eight and not one. Just pick next three. Time. Just go in the middle <laughs> somewhere. Let's see. I want to see it. No, you've been killing mm-hmm. it, though, so that was He's pretty gonna cool. He's going to pick three to win it. We're going to look stupid. But uh, I heard also that the Dutch team, was it everyone? All the guys saw that. took a crash except for Big Devo. Oh, man. Okay, here's the thing. Like, So Manchester, we went from extraordinarily technical to now mm-hmm. kind of the opposite. And it's like, it's all, it looks way too fast for how small a track it is mm-hmm. now. And I think it went too far in the other direction. And I, I still believe, no matter what kind of layout you have in there, it's still too tight for a World Cup. There's not enough room. Everyone's too big and strong and fast. It's dangerous. I, really, I completely agree. Like, that first straight gets super tight in the first turn. I'm a big believer in having a three-jump first straight. So even, just like, even though those two jumps are pretty mellow now... I mean, it's still dangerous because there's no separation. So everybody's just super tight coming into a turn that's just like a wall. Yeah, and especially, too, if you have lane one or two, like it cuts back to three by the first corner. So it's really easy to get cut off and it funnels in. And 
like last time we we raced the World Cup there, there were so many injuries, you know, and like yeah, oh, it's just yeah, like I love racing there for the aspect of the stadium and stuff. Like the mm-hmm. crowd's really into it, the show's great, like all that is so cool. But yeah. just the track itself, like I I don't believe we should race the World Cup there. In all honesty, it's too tight. Yeah. I I think that's fair. Like I think they did a good job of making do with what they have now. Because, like, let's be real, it was gnarly before. So at least yeah. now I'd say it's raceable. But at the same time, I've been hearing that it's just so basic that you're basically playing follow the leader. And if you're going to make a pass in the turn, you basically got to drive it in there hard and have some berm warfare, as I like to say. We haven't rode it yet, but do you think they went too far in the other direction trying to overcompensate for the technical aspect that it was before? Um, it's, it's hard to say until you ride it. I, visually, I'd say yes. I would say yes, too, just watching it. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, I understand how hard it is in a stadium like that because... It is very hard to make a track like that in a stadium. Because either way, it's going to be tight. Let's it be is. Right. It is going to be tight. So. I know. That's that's very hard to do. Well, hopefully... Oh, the... yeah, go on. No, go ahead. We forgot the girls. Smolder. Oh, yeah. Smolder. Yeah. Laura. Laura won. She wasn't in one. Just like to say that. No, but she looked sharp. Yeah, so... Judy had a good first straight, but Laura looked really sharp. Yeah. And then Simone in third, and then... Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It looked like they had a good girls' class. In, in general, the girls' main was really good. They looked really fast. Yeah. Yeah, the, the level in the women's classes um, increased dramatic, dr- dramatically yeah. the last few years. Do you think the track even looked too simple or tight for them? That's a double-shot question. Simple yeah. Or tight. Yeah, I mean, the skill of the girls' classes increased a lot. Like, for instance, their second straight it looked pretty easy for them. Like, mm-hmm. really easy for them. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, we could ask one of them at some point, but I'm not sure. I'd be interested. Yeah. Yeah. Should ask Nick's opinion. <laughs> I want. I really want to know why he wasn't racing. We're, we're gonna no, ask. We're, we're gonna, gonna f- get call there. him right now. Okay, so we're gonna call Nick. Yeah, I'm very excited for this one. Yeah, I, I know we say we're very excited, blah blah blah, all the time. But Nick is like one of our like close friends. I mean, a lot of people, all these guys are. Yeah, yeah. It, it, that's true. That's true. So we're gonna get Nick on the line. All right, James. We got the number sixty-four. The Jonathan. We got two-time World Cup winner. I think he's two-time World Cup winner. Yeah. That's, that's many world, story. many World Cup podiums, two-time Olympian. The only guy I know who plans his thirtieth birthday when he's still twenty-eight. <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas Long, how's it going, Johnny? Oh, doing well, hanging in there like a loose tooth, baby. Like a loose tooth. How's Taco Tuesday in San Diego? It was fantastic. Uh, sorry, I was uh, late for the call. Yeah. So, for those of you that don't know, well, no one knows actually, well, and <laughs> other than the twelve people that were watching our live video on Instagram. A minute ago. <laughs> what, oh, what happened, James? Uh, yeah, Nick decided, you know, f- was it four minutes before we were supposed to go uh, go chatting with him? At 8 p.m. At 8 p.m. <laughs> that he was going to be about 30 to 45 minutes late. <laughs> well, I'm happy I thought about it right then. It's, the time change is messing me up. I can't, I can't like, get a grasp of the time when the sun's The time, time change, bro. That was like a week and a half ago, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> get off my back, guys. <laughs> How was that? How was horsepower hour at Chula? It was pretty flat. It was just me, Tyler, um, uh, Bryant, and uh, Picardo. But we kicked Picardo off the game because he flinched on us twice. <laughs> that's a that's a no go with Nick. Nope. Yeah. Out. Yeah. That's no. No. Yeah. No flinching whatsoever. So Nick, <laughs> how's it going? Why didn't Why didn't you race in Albuquerque? Uh, like my post stated, I just wasn't good enough for the track. I heard it was gnarly. Like I saw the videos of it, and they basically what replicated the uh, Zolder last two straights, but beefier it looked like. Yeah, well, it just yeah, it was pretty much spot on. But the thing was, it just it was too tight. Like it needed probably two hundred more feet in length for them to work out at speed. The reason I didn't race was because 
I didn't. I had a hard time. Or I just didn't want to race not a hundred percent speed. Like, and you, I couldn't ride that track at hundred percent speed. I was really impressed with the riders who did, especially like uh, Mac Attack and Kravetsky's. They were charging the third and last race so fast. How was the uh, how's the pro section? I saw the guys didn't do it. The only only elite who did it was Corbin. Uh, no, Kravetsky and Matt did it as well, or McAtech did it as well, but they overcleared it straight to flat, sat down off the lip of the second one. Was it just really tech or what? Peaked out? It, there was no flat ground, like, between. It was just, you jump into a quarter pipe and out the next side. It was, <laughs> it was just something that would have been really tough going, you know, eight wide. Yeah, I don't like the sound of that. No, it sounds gnarly. It just sounds like the, uh, death track that was Manchester before. <laughs> that track was big you like that old you track? You like that one? I, I, you know, it was intimidating, but for some reason I always, I enjoyed it. Be, I think because I knew everybody else was so scared about it. Of all the I, tracks I, I thought I Nick would like. I, I would not think you would have liked. But I, I did pretty good there two years in a row. I got third and fourth. Yeah, you were killing it there. I would not think Nick would like Manchester of all the tracks. <laughs> <laughs> Surprised your bike even fit down the landing of the step up. <laughs> I, well, remember, I did have one year where I sheared a set of forks off. Oh, yeah, you oh, did. Oh, hey. yeah, and pre-motos, I, I right? I good at bads there. Yeah. Goes from pre-motos to podium the next year. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about a turnaround. <laughs> um, so how's the year so far? Are you still training with Kurt, or what's going on? Yeah, training Kurt, uh, doing all my gym stuff with Kurt, and then just working together with uh, Tyler Brown just at the center, just because we do, we're doing similar stuff, so it's nice to have a partner out there. Cause, you know, he's there every day. Yeah, and obviously now that... You're turning 30 this fall. Um, you know, your body and your mind, like, is it the same or different compared to your early 20s, like, physically, mentally? And, like, what do you what do you still want to do in the sport? Like, wh- why, do you, why are you still doing it? You just asked me, like, seven different questions. So <laughs> yeah, break this down. fucking answer them. You <laughs> know, <laughs> uh, the, the body and the mind, there's definitely been a toll on it, you know, being worried about crashing, maybe not racing as aggressively not never that i was a super aggressive rider maybe more just a smarter rider but uh yeah so i mean it, it does cross my mind quite a bit more uh thinking about crashing and hitting the ground and feeling like it'd be better just to back off and see you next day um the, yeah mine mine the same way kind of thinks thinks old and you know wants to be sure i'm uh, getting up on monday morning for work yeah what do you still want to what do you still want to do in the sport like what do you what are you still chasing you just love it or what? I just love it. I, yeah. It's never been about chasing anything for me. I just enjoy the sport and the competition and and the friends I've made along the way. I wouldn't be having this podcast call with you guys, you know, if BMX wouldn't have been around. Yeah, no, that's fair. So something I've always been curious about you is like, obviously when I was younger, I was always just a fan of yours, Nick. Now we're more friends as well. Still a fan. <laughs> but you're puking like before races, during races. I've always been curious, and I'm sure a lot of people have too. Is it just like nerves, or is it just like, I don't know, just because you care so much? I don't, I couldn't, I wish I had an answer for it, because it's not like nerves, like I'm nervous. So maybe it's just something else. Um, but, but yeah, it's it's almost every race day. I'll throw up all day. I won't eat anything, especially if it's like, you know, a morning race. Definitely skipping breakfast, <laughs> and I'm not eating until racing's over and I'm getting dinner. So you just, just hammer water and caffeine? Straight water and caffeine. <laughs> <laughs> like even Gatorade during those days, like I, my mouth gets too caught in mouth, I can't even drink it. I used to throw up when I was a kid, and this one time in Phoenix, I was like 10, I got so nervous before the main or something, I threw up like in staging, 
and the staging guy came over to me. He's like, clean it up. <laughs> oh, no. And I was like, with what? He's like, I don't know. Get a broom. <laughs> I was like, where? <laughs> First of all, I'm 10. <laughs> Where am I going to get a broom? <laughs> I told my dad, and he's like, what an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> That's classic. Okay, well then, if you couldn't take down Gatorades, how back in the day were you able to take down, like, I remember in DeSoto seeing you drink a Smirnoff between races. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Just a different animal, I guess. I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't, uh, yeah, there's, there's been races where I'll drink in between, or I don't know. I remember one specifically. Uh, Kurt was over and still racing in Rock Hill. And, no. Rockford, you know, hundred plus degrees, thousand percent humidity. <laughs> I was dying. You know, we were dying out there. Like you couldn't even sit in the shade. It was so hot. Um, and I made the main. And I was just stoked to make the main because I, how like draining it was outside. And I went back to the tent. We're sitting in the tent, and I just started drinking some whiskey. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I think I podium that day. Unreal. Did you hold it up on the podium? No, I don't. I only ever did lick or like alcohol on the podium when I had that little brown bag hashtag thing going around for a year or two. Dude, this is why I proclaim you the new people's champ. Because you can do things like this, and it's just—it's awesome. <laughs> Does it make? Is it hard to focus with that, or no? It's fine. No, it's kind of—I don't know—it just takes the edge off. I don't, it's way less uh, like just stressful. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, to each their own, right? Like yeah. I can stomach a. a I don't even know how. I don't think I could drink a smear. I'm sure I could, but like a beer, you just get so full really quick, you know, but a shot's easy. I mean, <laughs> I guess for you, I mean, <laughs> maybe a shot of espresso for me. <laughs> so now once again, like on a more serious note, I guess, like now that you're later in your career, like how do you view success in your career now? Like, um, did you always view it as kind of results or how you felt about your riding or, you know? What about that kind of thing? Um, I don't think I've ever been super like result, uh, like minded. It was more the challenge and and the I don't know the process of showing up prepared. And if I like, that's when I feel most most accomplished is when I show up to a race and I'm like, okay, I'm here to actually compete instead of you know like oh you know well, you're missing something and you know it. Um, so it was never really yeah results are cool and. Everybody loves winning and blah, 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 but it's more so just the whole process of, you know, trying to be the best I could be. I like that. If I got first or eighth place that day to show it as long as I, you know, was content on everything that got done beforehand. Yeah, I like that because I think the race days that I've been the most proud of are just the ones that I raced the best, kind of, even if it wasn't the best result, I can just look back and be proud. What were you doing? Yeah, like you, you, you put it all out there and you, you were as fast as you could have been. And that, that's, that was, that's always my, still is my goal, you know, it's, if I was prepared enough to get there. Yeah. No, that's cool. Uh, so growing up as a kid, um, obviously I know from hanging out with you and being at the yard, the, you know, Hillbilly Training Center, <laughs> um, you did like a lot of gates in your training and you kind of still seem to. And it's crazy to me that when we're doing sprints or gates, you can like pop off your best one on like the 50th gate. I think that's crazy. Um, but I guess, was it your dad that kind of influenced you to start doing that when you're younger, just doing that much repetition of gates? Yeah, I... I, yeah, we you know we had the gate at the house. I don't know how long we've had it here. Cause I'm living back at the house that I grew up in since eighth grade, and I'm pretty sure we had it pretty quick right after that. So I've had this gate here for 
10 to 15 years maybe. Okay. Um, and yeah, it was kind of just was, you know, we did so much as a kid. I couldn't even explain to you the amount of like work we did as a kid. It's an awesome foundation now, but no way I could do back like what we used to do. We used to like on a rate, like we would do gates at the house, you know, at least 25. Um, then we would go to the racetrack race, you know, do our practice race, do our motos. Then we would do 10 full laps after racing. Oh my God. (laughs) Then we would go to the high school next door and do sprints, 15 uphill, 15 downhill, no break. No way. Oh my God. Yeah. And that was just like normal to us back then. It was like, you know, it was just a, it was just the program. And Mm. I never, yeah, I mean, it sucked that doing those sprints and, you know, probably putting out about 35% of effort when we were doing it. But, um, that was just, that was what, that's what life was back then. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, that's so yeah, case it was huge. We would at least five days a week, 25 plus. Oh my God. So there's so and, much and repetition. It, it like, got to a point where, you know, when we got better, older at least, it would be, you had a number you had to get at least, you know, better that or better. And yeah. if you had to do 25 of that, so it didn't matter if it took you 50 gates or you got it 25 in a row, but you had to get that number. Man, your base would be insane after years of doing that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I've, the millions of gates, I'm sure. Yeah, I can imagine. Do you think, like, as a kid, do you think that really helped you a lot? Because obviously, I don't know you were racing as an amateur days, but I know you were super successful. Do you yeah. think that was a big part of it? I think that your facts are uh, off because I, <laughs> I raced for a long time with, you know, just being super mediocre. Okay. I've, I was in Bradford's class, and I swear to God, I probably only beat him six times ever in my career, including motos, mains, semis. Yeah, you started winning later in your career, right? Amateur career, like 17, 18, 19? Yeah, I was, I mean, like I said, I won nationals a little bit when I was younger. And, like, I <laughs> I started out, my first neck number was three, then it was five, then seven, then nine, then national. I was just... I was just really, I trained hard, but I just was really mediocre, I guess. Um, but yeah, not till I was 16, yeah, 16, 17, then I won the two amateur titles as a 18 and 19, and then, yeah, then turned pro. Okay. So um, go ahead, while, before you turned pro, though, you won a World Cup, isn't that right? Yeah, that was uh, 2008, it was the Olympic year. Salt Lake City. Kinda, I was trying so hard so hard to make that Olympics and you know I did all the World Cups that year um, I even did the test event in Beijing um, and then I just I didn't even qualify for the um, like the Olympic trials uh, so that was kind of devastating and then yeah the very next World Cup I I won and the guys who got like you know first and or second and third got second and third behind me and it was kind of a, a weird thing that I don't know it was funny I drove to that race with my dad and then drove home and I won a World Cup. It was just kind of a surreal feeling. That must have been an unbelievable feeling. <laughs> Holy shit. That's bad. I don't even know if we knew it would ha- just happen. Like, we didn't talk about it that much in the car. Remember? It's just kind of weird. Do you want to get Chipotle on the way home, Dad? Or <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, how'd you feel out there, son? That's, that's so Pretty cool. Pretty good, I guess. Yeah. And he just went, and then he races Nag 5 Challenge at the Grands like a couple months later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jeez, that's cool. That's wild. That's something you're not going to see in our day. In you're our never going to see that anymore. again. Like, you're never no. going to see that again. No. Yeah, I don't think so. No, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, so like James said, like, obviously you've done a lot of gates growing up and um, you still do. Um, I've always thought you had kind of a unique gate form to you. Like, 
Did your dad teach you that, or you just kind of find something that worked for you and you just repeated it over and over? Yeah, it's just uh, just habit, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I since having the gate at the house, I tried everything, everything you could imagine on the gate. You know, see somebody do something at a race, and be like, okay, I'm going to try that. He was going good. Mess with it. I did so many different things, different gears, blah, blah, blah. I tried when the slingshot was, because we had the, like just a regular NBA cadence, and so when slingshot was happening, I tried forever to get, I never got it. It was, you know, hundreds of gates trying to do a slingshot and couldn't get it right. It was crazy to me that people just, I don't know, couldn't figure that out. <laughs> I think it was so hard to get the timing right. I kind of messed around with it for insane. fun. But I, I kind of messed, messed around with it for fun, but I never actually did it at a race. I thought it looked no. so cool when guys did it. Dude, in all honesty, if we could slingshot now, we would all have to. Because if you didn't, you would get worked. Yeah. Oh, On yeah, Supercross absolutely. Hill, oh, you'd get absolutely worked. Yeah. So, okay, doing those gates and trying to find something that worked for you, is that when the long bike started? Because that's like, basically, you got a dragster of a bike right now. Well, did and now. Yeah, the, I, the gate in the back is 100% the reason that my bike ended up as long as it is now. You know, I, the, it, it has kind of a decent pitch. You guys have both been there, but like a decent pitch to flat immediately, you know? Yeah. So if you didn't. Like, I don't know, drive your head forward or your shoulders over and just held up. I was wheeling. All, like, I would do sessions where it would be 10, 12, 20 gates in a row where I would just wheelie and, you know, just fucking lose it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I was just like, fuck, I'm adding the link, I'm adding the link. And at one point, I was finally, I was on Haro. DB saw my bike and my, I, there's not enough room for chain tensioners. My, the washers and my bolts were hanging off the back of the frame. And DB was just like, that is fucking heinous. We got to, do you want a different bike? So we, uh, he's like, how long do you want? And that one, the original double XL was uh, uh, 15 and a half, which is still pretty long for a double XL. Um, and I kind of, she's like, how long do you want? I don't know, 17. And that's where it's at. It's at 17 and uh, 17.2 to the center. An absolute limo. <laughs> and you went you went away from it for a while. Why'd you go away from it? Yeah, so I rode that bike. I got it. Was it 2000? Yeah, it must have been 2011, right before the Pop and Doll World Cup there. Um, and then I ran it all the way up until beginning of 2017. And I was at the race in Atlanta, and I, I don't know what it was. I did a gate and the first jump was just kind of like a little pedal over double and my back just completely shot out like i almost took my hands off but i was still like i was i remember i had a good first straight and i was next to connor and corbin and um I was just like go 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 and i still had two people behind me so i still got third i actually made that main that day <laughs> like having to pump but um <laughs> uh, but yeah so after that i just decided like maybe it's a bike you know i'm getting older uh little less leverage so i put together the double x on i rode that up until just before phoenix this year what made you go back to the long one then um i don't know i after uh i don't know kind of just what i said in that 15 interview i did a couple weeks ago um but i just never felt like i had the results on that on the double xl i don't know what i was missing exactly but i remember riding it for like a year and just, uh, I don't know, I wasn't able to give it as much. I don't know if I had to back up. It was something I probably wasn't noticing, but um, as soon as I put it back together, I noticed, like, fuck, I've been missing this. <laughs> Felt like you were back home. Yeah, it was it was weird. Yeah. I thought it was going to be a pain in the ass to get used to. I mean, I, 
anybody who was at Phoenix saw, like, I struggled bad on Friday. I dropped my pedal right out of the gate, or dropped my wheel right out of the gate. Um, and I, find, I mean, the next day I rode a lot better if finally getting used to it. Right, right. So, being a very consistent starter like yourself, we got quite a few people asking us, um, how do you, how are you such a, you know, obviously you came in and started doing well in Elite right away, and you've been very consistent through your whole Elite career. <laughs> How do you, like, what's your mindset like at, at big races to have consistent starts kind of over and over, like, you know, middle of the ramp or no matter where you are? Like, how do you, what's your mindset like in those situations? Um, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I try to keep myself, like, preoccupied or busy just not thinking about it, you know. I don't know if, I mean, if you guys notice me up there, I'm always talking to people. And I probably, I think I'm just really, like, subconsciously distracting myself from, how serious it's got to be. Um, so I, I think I just kind of try and keep it light. And I have a little, like, I said it's not a chant, but just like a breakdown of my gate that I repeat to myself while I'm, you know, getting ready and on the gate and everything. And it's just kind of a quick, for like quick steps of what all that has to happen. Just a checklist. Um, just routine, so yeah, man. Yeah. Chant to myself, I guess. Yeah, I mean, when you've done, like, mil- probably a million gates, then, yeah, it's... That checklist yeah, probably going to work pretty steps, well. Yeah, check marks, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, where are we here, Tori? <laughs> oh, yeah. So, we want to start talking about kind of just your races, uh, basically, and you build up your experience because you are one of the few who've been to two Olympics. Um, so, tell us about, like, your 2012 Olympic experience and kind of the build up towards it, how it all went for you. Uh, 2012... Seems like a lifetime ago already. It does does um, doesn't it? <laughs> it really right? Does. Doesn't it feel like forever? It seems like a different then. life, honestly. Yeah. Um, like 2011 was going pretty well. Um, I can't remember all the races. I know I did. I podiumed at the test event in London, and then, I, I, yeah, 2011, I was leading the main at the True the World Cup two. Um, and then Connor got under me in the first turn, and Yelly. Uh, went even under all both of us and but slid out took me out um so i was going well at the end of that year um 2012 and then i really struggled at the world cups it seemed like after that um what was that norway one i just got smoked <laughs> uh, i think i was in motos with tori and i'm pretty sure you beat me all three rounds true <laughs> uh, <laughs> He was going fast that week. Yeah, and I don't th- I'm pretty sure, I know I didn't make it. I think I made it, I know I made it to the quarter, but I don't think I made it out. Yeah, I definitely wasn't in the semi. Um, and then Papadol, I almost made that main. I was in the semi, and I was in qualifying position. And I tried to fucking manually step up out of the last turn, and almost, just straight honky-bonked the whole thing. You, know? <laughs> you, you, you got Ramiro, some... Ramirez got me at the fucking line again. You got some balls for trying to manual that step up. <laughs> I was, uh, I knew not to do it. I, I Hadn't done it, and I was just, I don't know if I was just tired or, but I just threw that one away, though. Um, World, World in 2012, where was that at? There's Birmingham, was that Birmingham? Birmingham. I think I made the semi there. Um, I don't know, then I, you know, but that year was tough, regardless, I, we were at the first camp in January, we were at the center doing some meeting thing, um, and I broke my wrist on the way back from the meeting, me and Barry thought it would be a cool idea to tandem a skateboard and he put his foot in the wheel and I fell. Oh my God. <laughs> so I had surgery straight away on that. Um, I had no clue about that. No. That was, yeah, that was January. And then April, I'm pretty sure. 
you know, with the stress of the, I don't know, I was in the gym and by myself, I was trying to get a new fucking PR with no belt, no, nobody in, like literally nobody in there to watch me. And I, I really was trying to get 400 pounds, I think at the time, I don't remember even what the plates were, but <laughs> I got, got weird and, you know, fell forward and basically did a fucking stand up, uh, good morning with 400 pounds. Oh, and I was, I think I was like, you know what, I think I'm good. Like, it did nothing like popped or anything, but I knew that something was fucking weird. Um, so I, I don't think I did the rest of my workout, and I just went home, and I remember getting up in the morning, and it hurt so bad. I uh, ruptured a disc in my back. That was, like like I said, April. So that was a pain in the ass. Um, I don't know, but I, I still, you know, prepared as best I could. Uh, and I did the trials race. But I fucking smoked at that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't even make the four-man final. I got beaten, and I guess it would be a, the semi. Um, yeah, I just I was terrible on that track. And about that day, I just was, I don't know, mentally not ready, I guess. Um, but, yeah, I still made the team just off points and the um, coaches pick, whatever, was whatever they called it. Um, but I think that was from the podium at the – the test event and then doing well at the end of last year. Nobody, nobody really stepped up when they needed to that year either. Um, so I don't know. I mean, when I got to, I obviously liked the London track and I had a good time there and blah, blah, blah. The whole experience was pretty crazy. And I, I, it's weird. I can, I look back and I literally don't remember anything about it being in the village. It's like such a, people say, it, but it is, it's such a weird blur and like, just, I don't know. I don't remember a lot of it. Um, practice went well i think i got seventh in the time trial at the olympics that's good uh, so i was pretty stoked on that because i was i never really i mean i i like doing them but it was never really that good i was always like kind of 10 through 10 through 20 maybe yeah um so i was hyped on that and then uh i don't make, i hate making it sound like an excuse but i went to sleep that night and was kind of tossing turning around um i ended up sleeping on my stomach which I hadn't done since I was a little kid, and my back fucking seized up so bad. (laughs) I couldn't, like, I did everything in my power that morning, like, massage, chiropractor, acupuncture, like, cupping, everything to get it loosened up. It hurt so bad. Um, I ended up, obviously, a race. I crashed first round when George decided to cut the track and take out seven of us. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty epic photos from that one. and then second round, I think I was doing pretty good. I was in, like, third, I think. Somebody cut me off in the air, like, on the big step up. I had to put a foot down. I ended up getting, like, fifth. Um, I don't know what happened third round. Then we had, remember, it was five rounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they dropped two riders. So they took Joris and Mark out of my first two, or first two rounds. And then fourth round, it was me, David, uh, Rinder Neck, and I don't remember who else, Danny C. Um, I was winning the fourth round. Same thing out of last turn, honky bonk the jump, David passed me. Then I won the last round, um, and it wasn't enough. So I just, like, rendered neck and David made it out. If I would have beat David that round before, I would have made it, but then he wouldn't have. Um, so yeah, it was, and then I, I remember I walked out of there, just obviously pretty bummed out, and, um, it was like a weird walkway back to the village, and I, I had such a hard time carrying, like, I couldn't stand up straight. Jason Richardson actually carried my bike out of there for me because I was struggling so bad. Wow. And that's, uh, yeah, that's 2012 in a nutshell. It's hard, like, 
to go to a first Olympics is tough. And especially like if you, if the prep hasn't been great or the races have been going well, it's, it's hard. And like you get, and you try and prepare the best you can, but going to a first Olympics is hard. Like you don't, you don't know how big it is or, you know, what's going on or what to do in the village. Like it's a whole other animal. Yeah. Yeah. I was, just, I was out of my league there. Yeah. That's fair. Okay. So coming from Canada, we don't have enough riders for like a trials like you guys have. So I've always been curious like what it feels like being at those trials like it's basically just like a national champs except there's a lot more on the line <laughs> does it feel like a pressure cooker when you're racing them they're the absolute worst races in the world like, that's what it seems like in my hundred percent like i don't even i don't like doing our national champs day either yeah it's not i don't know it's like it's 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 a fairly easy race as in you know how everybody rides you know how fast everybody is blah 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 but it's so hard for me to get past, like, I don't know, like it, like it being practice and having to race each other. I don't know. I don't know why. It's always been so hard. I know I've won a couple national champs, um, but it, they're, the, they're the hardest races for me to, like, want to do. Like, to actually just want to do it all. And so then that, or the um, Olympic trials, the one I did in 12, was, it was the same, the worst. It's, like, so hard to, like, I don't know, for some reason, take it that serious. Yeah. Even though it's a super serious thing. You're like, I feel like you're just racing your buddies, you know? And so it was hard for me to get that hype to want to perform, I guess. Just like another day at Chula. So I, I hope I never have to race that again. I, I'm i <laughs> so happy I got out. I, don't, I wouldn't have made it at 2016 if I had to race that. One of my, at, favorite, uh, one of trials. my favorite national champ Nick memories is when he had won it and the first race of the year was in Oldsmar. He didn't have the flag on his jersey, so we had to go to the dollar store and pin a flag on his jersey for the weekend. <laughs> I still got, I got fined the day after that same, or the Continental Chance because I had the wrong USA jersey on. I got like a five hundred dollar fine. Unbelievable. What do you mean you had the wrong one on? You had like we were. They didn't make us jerseys for it, but you were supposed to wear like the one. I don't know whatever one we were racing the World Cups in that year, but I wore the one that we wore I don't know, at a different race. I think maybe like a Chula race that we got USA jerseys. They were just like these one-off like white ones that were really cool. And I got a fine for it for not being the right jersey. That's sweet. <laughs> yeah, that was super high. Sweet though. UCI. <laughs> <laughs> um, so after, obviously after London, you've done an Olympics, you've done two Pan Am games, you've medaled at both of them. And going to 2016 for the Olympics and stuff, like you... You've been killing it at the World Cups that year and got a, a bronze medal at the Olympics so, or a bronze medal at the World Championships. And so that year, like, you must have gone on, gone into Rio much more prepared than, than London overall. Yeah, I did. And uh, that's a weird story. I mean, a funny story in itself, too. Doing, doing well at all the World Cup. I did pretty well. I made, I mean, I made the World Cup final. I made the final in Argentina. I was first. I got seventh. And then I got fourth. And what you would call it after that? Manchester. Burn, no, Manchester. Then got smoked in Papa Doll like usual. Uh, <laughs> we came for, we had a hard moto though there. That moto was really hard. Oh, I got hurt there too. When we crashed, that's when. The, that moto was all uh, over the place. And your tire popped, right? Yeah, and I had to walk the track at like a six minute lap time. <laughs> <laughs> you still beat me. I got disqualified because the fucking guy picked my bike up. Oh, that was first round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got disqual. I got like. You got a flat, somebody else was down. I got like fourth, and they ended up giving me 
nine points because they picked my bike up. That moto was really tough. That's so, okay, I just want to rant. That's so stupid that just because they touch your bike, okay, you get docked to ninth and like nine points. And don't touch his bike either. Honestly, no, give him a sec. Like, don't fucking touch up. him unless he's down. Yeah, unless he's yelling basically like he's not going to race. Like, yeah. don't do anything. Oh, it's just a typical guy that has no idea about BMX. Yeah. Oh, that was shitty. I was so pissed because I, I was like, fuck everything. You know, this is a big year. I wanted to do good. And of course, yeah. That just healed me. Uh, yeah, then Dick, but yeah, when I did that crash, actually, I got hurt. I hyperextended my thumb, so that was a pain in the ass, like, trying to race all day with it. And then I didn't realize, like, after the, till after the moto, that I, uh, it was the first time I did my SC joint, which is, like, the joint where your collarbone kind of connects to your chest, you know, in the front. Okay. And that was super painful, too, so I had to deal with that, which was, Papando was only a couple weeks before Worlds, and so I was basically taping my collarbone down. To race, <laughs> that was a companion the ass too. Um, but yeah, I did good at the worlds that year. That was cool. I did. I surprised myself too in that uh, in the time trial. I got like, I think I got fourth. Um, and I just really liked that track. Um, but you know, a funny story about that worlds main is I was riding well, and uh, you know, I had a pretty good first rate, I thought. And then, however, the wind, the lap goes, I'm. Um, you know, I passed people, I passed people down the last straight, or third straight, and then the last turn, blah, 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 I get third. I come back, and everybody's all excited. I was like, dude, I can't believe you're in fucking last place, and you got third. <laughs> and in my mind, I'm like, at no point in that race was I in last place. I didn't know. <laughs> I, I thought you were out of the back. first. I was in fucking eighth place out of the first turn. I thought you were out of the first turn, yeah. I didn't, I thought I was in the heat of the fucking because right I, I, I was, was like I, third or I was watching from the pits when I saw you come out of the first turn eighth and I was like oh he's, he's done and then and then I didn't see the whole race and then all of a sudden I look at the end and it said Nick in third I was like no fucking way <laughs> I just thought it was so crazy I was like, there was like I was like I wasn't in last what are you talking about <laughs> sure as shit I was in last place Johnny track speed baby Johnny, I was, was back there was probably somebody well, not somebody behind me then, but they were saying, oh, oh, yeah, I got his ass oh, now. Oh, I got his ass now. <laughs> <laughs> so, be, so, yeah, side note, me and Nick were in Oldsmar two years ago. Yeah. We're in the main the first day. Yeah. We come out of the first turn. I'm in fifth. No, I'm in fifth. I come out of the first turn, look up. I see Nick in fourth. I'm like, oh, I got fourth. <laughs> I was like, instantly, I was like, oh, I got him. Easy. You're going to pass him. So I go down the second straight. I'm like, okay, yeah, no worries. I'll set him up for the second half. Rail the second turn. I was like, oh, no worries. Haven't caught him yet. I'll get him here. Hammer the rhythm section as hard. I just ride my balls off. <laughs> go into the last turn. Still the same distance behind him. I'm like, okay, I'll rail it and try and pass him. And then you have the audacity to tell me that you thought you were getting <laughs> you know. So after all this, oh, we come. I had fourth in the back. We come across the line and then. We're laughing, obviously, and then I tell him after, I was like, yeah, I came out of the first turn, and I was like, oh, I got his ass now. <laughs> <laughs> I, had a, I had a little streak of some good track speed. Uh, does anybody, you remember the, the, yeah, the World Cup in 2016, Argentina, where I fucking rolled out of the gate in the quarter and almost just retired because oh. there oh, yeah. field hockey okay. whistles. I remember that. About. Yeah, I was, I was behind the gate in the quarter, and I, you were in front of me. I think we were lane two or something. And then the gate drops, you're just rolling out. And I remember thinking, like, what the hell is he doing? And here's I the thing, the, like, you, didn't, you didn't just... I was just like, fuck! And you just yelled so loud. You didn't even... I, I, I'm not even kidding you. Like, I rolled all the way... No, like, like to the king, I'm thinking, all right, I'm going to grab brakes and just turn off. You know, you can turn off at the bottom of the hill. Yeah. I almost walked out of there. I was so mad. <laughs> yeah, I was remembering because you... I got to the king, I yelled, and I was like, oh, shit. 
dad's in the stands. <laughs> I, like, I, I can't be a quitter quitter. Uh, I got to at least make it look like I tried. And I, I don't know, I rallied back and I got, I don't know if I got fourth or third in that one. But yeah, I made it. I was pretty, in a World Cup quarter and coasting out of the gate. I was pretty hyped on doing that. And then I kind of did it in the semi too. I remember uh, I passed George down the third straight. And I don't know if it was after the main or what, but he comes up to me. He's like, you're not supposed to pass me. <laughs> like, I can't believe that you passed me in the rhythm section. Uh, yeah, I remember. Seriously, I saw you roll out of the gate, and I was like, what the hell is he doing? And then I was even more confused because you didn't even show any urgency down the hill. <laughs> I was like, no, what's I... he doing? And so the gate comes up, I get clipped in, I look up, and you're in like second or third into the last turn. <laughs> I, I want to find that video again. That, that was a... I was proud of myself that day. Johnny Trackspeed, baby. Man, Johnny Trackspeed comes to play. Johnny Trackspeed. <laughs> okay, so for the people that don't know, why why is he called Johnny? Why is it Jonathan? Okay, so we at the Rio Test event, he come Nick comes up to me the last day and he's like, Hey, your new nickname's Terry. And I'm like <laughs> I'm like, Okay. Why? Like where'd you come up with that? He's like, I don't know, we we're at dinner last night and we just we just thought of it. I just thought of it. So your new nickname's Terry. And sure enough, it's stuck since then. Yeah. And then so we're going out to the after party that night or whatever. We're all going out. We're talking about where we're gonna go and stuff. He texts me his location and it says Jonathan Long's location. <laughs> so I'm just like, why is your phone say Jonathan Long's I don't know location? Why. It was I don't know if I when I got it, it just you know then your contact that's actually my uncle's name is Jonathan. Um, so I don't know how, if you could set a contact like me, you know, um, but somehow that was it. And I, I know I had noticed it once or twice before. And then as soon as I sent it to him and it said on, on my phone, Jonathan Long's location, I was like, oh no, I'm not going to hear the end of this. And so both our nicknames just formulated that day and it stuck since. <laughs> it's been there. It's One day, uh, everything changed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so just kind of, Going back a little bit here. So basically, it sounds like you've had injuries now too leading up into the Olympics or I guess at the Olympics in 2012. It's been a common theme for a lot of people here. Was 2016, when the Olympics finally rolled around, did you have any of those like injuries still nagging? Um, I mean, my back's always been pretty pretty tacoed. Uh, I've ruptured it twice. Ruptured, <laughs> I don't know what disc number, but ruptured a low, one of the lowest discs twice now. And then I did, uh, I'll tell you a pretty bitchin' story when I did my, like, upper in my thoracic, like, three vertebrae, I got compound, or not compound, uh, compression fractures um, from a, a drunk night. That was pretty cool. Is <laughs> 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 uh, so you trying to that, scale the tree? You that story? You tried to scale the one? tree out of the apartment or something, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we were, I was up in the mountains in Colorado with David and Deke and my brother-in-law, Joe, um, you know, we're just getting in. It's the first night, and we're hyped to go snowboarding the next day, blah, blah, blah. blah. So, of course, we celebrate all night. Um, and then it was like 1 or 2 in the morning. I'm like, oh, I'm going to bed. And Joe and David continue to just get completely trashed. And they come into the room, and they start spiking, like, uh, pizza rolls at me when I'm sleeping. <laughs> so I get up. I'm like, fuck, oh, all right, let's drink. And previous, like, right when we got to this apartment, third story, look out on the balcony and there's this tree like almost arm distance where like I could almost grab it you know without hanging off the railing I'm like oh I'm gonna get to, I'm gonna jump to that tree and before I started drinking so anyways fast forward back to when I'm hammered get woken back up to continue to get hammered I, I'm like I'm getting that fucking tree and I get over the railing and I reach for it and 
I'd, I'd have to take like a step, you know, jump, jump, and I grab it. I, the top of the tree fucking breaks off, and I fall <laughs> all the way three stories. And I, I got so lucky that I didn't break my legs, my fucking neck, anything. I, I think I landed like completely on my ass. And I oh my god! Like three vertebrae between my shoulder blades and contusion on my kidney, I think. Oh my god. Um, anyways, I lay there for a minute, and then, like, there was, it didn't start snowing till the next day, so there was maybe a foot of snow on the ground. I lay there for a minute, and they're like, you all right, you know, being assholes. <laughs> and I, and I, I get my shit together, and I walk up the three flights, or the flights of stairs, and I get on the floor, and I'm like, oh, I think I'm fucked up, guys. <laughs> you gotta call the, you gotta call the ambulance. Um, so I get in the ambulance, and they come pick me up, um. Whatever, I pass out. And they take my, so that was after like two hours. They take my blood alcohol when I got there, and it was a 0.26 after two hours before. Oh my God. Um, yeah, so that, <laughs> that was how I did my back. That was the second time, and then the third time was my lower back later again. But you're lucky you didn't uh, die. Yeah. I know. I, that was, uh, yeah, that was a terrible idea. <laughs> so if kids are listening to this, don't do that. Don't Learn scale a tree from three floors up. <laughs> Two stories are fine. Don't do three. Yeah, one or two is a flesh wound. Three's damage. <laughs> I don't even remember where this question started. I don't remember either. Fucking well, I mean, it doesn't really lead into me what I was gonna ask, and that was kind of like you know the mentals at twenty sixteen. But this is funnier. This is way better. So, uh, no, the injuries. I never really worry too much about you know past injuries when I race. If I was. Sore, if you know, there's plenty of times when we race when we're all busted up, or you can't. Like I had races where I couldn't see out of one eye because I hit my head so hard. Uh, I did that at Worlds last year. It was terrible. Yeah, I remember. Um, I, yeah, you told me that. <laughs> but it was never something that like that. That one, I think I cruised a little bit because yeah, I couldn't fucking see. Um, but like it, other injuries, it, it never really worried me too much. I kind of just took it as, and if I was able to ride, you know, you were trying to push it to get the get to each event and if you made it there you weren't trying to be slowed down by because your wrist was broken or something yeah jeez well talking about a wild man Nick you know kidding <laughs> I'm a little speechless right now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we still have this one. Oh, oh yeah hope that gets some likes um so since the Olympics it hasn't like it hasn't gone as smoothly since the Olympics so I'm curious why do you why do you think that is because obviously you're still a top guy. You still make mains and stuff. But why hasn't it necessarily been maybe as good these last couple years than before Rio kind of thing? Um, I don't know. I, I, it could have been. It could be any number of things. Like the Olympics, that was hard. But I mean, as much as I tried not showing it, I thought there's nights, plenty of nights where I just can't sleep and I just think about that race. And like, not that I don't, I don't think for a person like me, anything would have changed too much. Like. USA, Team USA doesn't want to see fucking Nick on the Ellen show just because I won a gold medal. Like, I don't think I have everything or inspiring to say. I'm telling you stories like I've been telling you, and that's not going to inspire little kids to get out on the track for the most part. Um, so I, if I would have won that medal, any of those medals, like, that would have just been something awesome for me to have. Um, yeah, made probably made a little bit of money, blah, blah, blah. But it, I think as a sport, especially in the U.S., I think for... Connor to have won that race was the best thing that, or in or Connor Corbin could have won that race and it definitely would have been better for Ford in the U.S. than me winning it. 
Yeah. That's pretty big to say, to be honest. Yeah, that's, wow, that's very big of you to say, because, yeah, like, in all honesty, you're one of my really good friends, and, yeah, I was, I was really disappointed for you, because you, you rode, you rode great. Yeah, and I, I said, I'm, I'm, the race, I, I was as prepared as possible, even I had that crash in practice, and, um, I, I, I felt awesome that I was throwing up all day, all day, (laughs) I can't even believe I'm alive after how much I threw up that day, I still think about it, it's crazy, um. But I, I did what I had to do, and I made it through. It was I have to do mediocre and then do good in the last qualifying round. And yeah, then the main event. I just I don't know if it was just because I was so content with like fuck yeah I made it, I made it to the final, blah blah blah. That I wasn't stressing stressing out up there like everybody else might have been, and I just kind of put it together. Um, and then you just fucking hit my pedal on the ground, and I was one second away from. Just pulling the shoot, and I didn't think I was going to clear that step up. It was huge. Yeah. And my back end like swapped out. I, you know, I almost crashed and blah blah. blah. And then I still could have maybe held on to it, but I just rode that straightaway like I'd been doing all day the whole week. As in, you know, once Connor passed me, it was like okay, whatever, I'll, I'll follow him in. And then I took took the last turn wide, like I'd been doing all day because we were hauling ass, but I wasn't hauling ass, and so Jelly went under me. Um. Then just lost a little speed, and yeah, Carlos just was better than me that last race. Yeah, talk about a wild race exit. I remember, yeah, he had the crash, and I remember watching the races, and he kind of a couple of them. He had to mix it up with like basically Johnny track speed had to come out, oh. made it through that, and then just absolutely popped one off. In the, the racing was gnarly. Like the first day was insane. There were so many crashes, and the second day of the semis, the I guess Anthony and Sam won all the semis. But holy, smoked us. What? They smoked us in the semis. But holy crap, after them, dude, it was just a dice roll. Like, <laughs> you were just scrapping for anything. Like, it was just an absolute brawl for second, for the second, third, fourth spots. Yes, yeah. yeah, it was, there was so much passing. It, it was hard whole, to... Like, if you look at all those motos, they were so gnarly. Like, you, there was a big crash in your moto in the first round, but, like, I think Amadou, like, ripped his nutsack open. Like, after... <laughs> <laughs> after... Uh, George's elbows even ended off the berm jump. There was so much shit that happened that can day imagine, the next day. Can you imagine what people... But the first day been, was insane. The first day was insane. Can you imagine what people watching would have thought? And, like, it's hard to, it's hard to put into words because we've all raced World Cups and World Championships, and they're really intense. But that second day of the Olympics, those three semis, that's some of the gnarliest, most intense, most passes I've ever been a part of in my life in racing. It was I, insane. Well, I agree. It was insane. It was, ins- it was so much fun. Was just complete chaos. Yeah, it was so much <laughs> fun, but holy shit, that was a gnarly day. Like, yeah. Even the first day, I was like, I'm stoked to make it. I was so relieved. Like, I was more nervous for the first day than the second day. I was, ner- what do you say, nervous for the first day or the second day? I was more nervous for the first day than the second day. Uh, well, I, I was too since I hadn't made it that far in the Olympics yet. So <laughs> once I made it past that, I was super relieved to just literally show up for the second day. Yeah, you don't want to go out in the quarters. Yeah, you don't want to go out in the quarters. No, I did that before and had to race five rounds and win the last one to not make it. It was exciting. Yeah. yeah. So what people don't know about you, Nick, like, like I said in my Instagram post this week, like, you're such a kind guy, like you, people see at the races and your success and everything, but like I said, you open your home to people that come around from the world, you do the homeless handouts, and uh, you know, something I'll never person ever forget is when you put your training aside for a week before the Argentina World Cup two years ago, when I was going for the World Cup title, and did all my sessions with me, and helped me prepare, and um, you know, there's not many people that would do that, there's 
we're an individual sport and there's tons of selfish people and, and you're not one of them at all. And uh, so I want to talk a little about your homeless handouts that you, I don't know if you still do them, but um, so you used oh, to, I haven't in a while. Yeah, but so you used to get um, uh, clothes from sponsors and get some food and do some handouts for the homeless people in San Diego. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And I still want to do them. I just haven't, I don't know what I have to do. I don't live as close to downtown as I used to, so that's a little bit harder. Um, but yeah, I, I, I need to get back into them. I want to get back. I love doing them. Um, but yeah, basically I used to, I would get donations from sponsors. You dance comments in a bunch of stuff, fans, whoever, whatever gear sponsor, whoever had t-shirts and sweatshirts and socks and blah, blah, blah. Um, and then I would cook. I don't, I don't know. I did four or five of them where it was over a hundred boxes of food. So usually it was just something, it was a full cart box pretty much just like pasta. Cause you could do that in big amounts. Um, I did like meatballs and like a cupcake or garlic bread or something. Um, and yeah, so we just loaded the car and go down there and San Diego is such a huge population of homeless people. Um, and my, I actually got the idea from my mom. She used to do it with her husband and they would just go to little Caesars and buy like, you know, 10 of those hot and sweaty pizzas and, couple cases of water and hand it out and i was like you know what? i did it once or twice with them and i was like i kind of want to step this up and see what we can do you know what i like wasn't i wasn't making money on it so don't take it like that i just like really enjoyed it and i thought i could do it on a bigger scale um and so yeah i stepped it up and it was a lot of fun and you know it, it was for a good cause and it was cool to get a rally a bunch of people to come do you know people from the center and other racers and other sports as well but so that was I need I need to do it. I'm just in a it's hard being out here uh, or further away, and I don't know, just busy, I guess. Adulting. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. But even so, that's pretty. That's really cool to hear. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of pros and probably myself included that wouldn't take time out of their day to think of something or put the effort in to do that. Yeah, we're all we're also self-involved a lot of the time. Like, it's really cool that you you give back like that. People's champ. <laughs> people's champ i'm calling I'll it. Take it yeah i'm calling you the new people's champ or if, if people don't want to hop on board you're our people's champ you're a man of the people yeah, a man, man of the people of see if i can rent the name from denzel yeah <laughs> all right james move on to the quick shot questions yeah we'll go to the next segment of the show are you familiar with the segment the quick shot sec quick shot question segment nick i okay. believe i've seen all the shows so i think i got the concept all right just make it quick <laughs> <laughs> First one from at Sylvan Andre. How was it to win the World Cup in 2008? Uh, intense, kind of. Like I said, that missed the Olympic trials and everything that year. Um, beat the guys who were all in the Olympics. Literally, all three U.S. Olympians were second, third, fourth. Um, and my first World Cup main, and I won. Uh, so, yeah, that was pretty exciting, I'd say. Cool. Uh, from, I guess, at A underscore Curbello. Your worst hangover ever, or name the top three. <laughs> oh. Uh, I'll tell you two. The first, first bad one I could really remember that was terrible was driving home from my brother-in-law's bachelor party in Vegas, and that drive home was so fucking awful. Partying all night, and I'm pretty sure we just got in the car, you know, whatever, 10 in the morning, and that drive from Vegas is only like five hours. I swear to God, it felt like it was 15 hours long. <laughs> it was awful. So bad. Um, and then the last one was, I had a pretty good one from, but I flew out to Denver for David's 
thirtieth birthday last year, and we had a good night going partying and blah blah blah. Went to like the casino, so you lose track of time. You get unlimited drinks, and you're just up all night. Um, and it was—I don't think it was even the liquor I was drinking. I was drinking Red Bull and vodkas, but the Red Bull. I'm drinking it for like 12 hours. I was felt like so much shit the next day. Ugh. I couldn't, I couldn't eat food. I, I tried to eat a burrito, threw it up. It's <laughs> like completely useless. <laughs> At Vera.Akima. What is it like opening your house for international riders? Uh, it's always fun. I like meeting, you know, most of the time I kind of know, but if not, I still get to learn. Um, like Jukia, when he stayed at the house, he spoke zero English. We had to text and translate to each other in the car. <laughs> um, and he just, he was, you know, he was awesome kid. The same with, the, I got a Swedish kid at the house right now. And Kimmy. Had here last year for six Kimmy. years or so. And, what? Kimmy, yeah, Kimmy's here. That's cool. Cool. Um, so it's, it's, you know, learning different cultures. And usually they bring me gifts, which includes alcohol when they get here. So that's always cool. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> uh, from at Terry Boy. Why didn't Tori and James go on the tube float with you before the Rock Hill World Champs? Because they're not my friends. <laughs> <laughs> we were so excited about it. You're just like, it's my recovery day. Okay, so here's the I thing. I said, okay, here's a heads up. It's three. It's a three-hour drive to it. But <laughs> you, you sit in the car for three hours, and you listen to music, and you even crack road beers, blah, blah, blah. Then you sit on the river for six hours doing literally nothing. It's sad. I don't okay. know how you can get more relaxed. Okay, here's the thing. So for those of you people that don't know, so it was two weeks before the Rock Hill World Championships two years ago. Nick wanted to go on a tube float in Yuma. So we're going to go on one of our days off, and we're going to drive three hours in the morning, go on the tube float, and then drive three hours back in one day, and it was hot as balls. Yeah. And we said no because we got to rest for training that week. Oh my god, that was just the gayest thing I've ever heard you say. <laughs> I still want to go on the tube float. But yeah, let's You're go. You're not invited anymore. We lost. Yeah. I was so close to going. For for 10 minutes, <laughs> James was going. <laughs> for 10, for 10, 10 minutes, minutes. I almost had you talk to him because you were at the house the night before. Yeah. I was trying so hard. <laughs> at Bree Sherp. <laughs> what exactly happened in practice in Rio? Um... Pedals in a transition, don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> For a quick shot answer. But yeah, uh, I had a pretty good gate, and Liam was in the gate with me, and I, I, I wanted to race him down the hill. And I I think I wheelied like a pedal further than the kink, but I, and I just pedals in a transition. If you look back and watch it, you can see my fucking feet get stuck at like 12 and 6. <laughs> but it was weird at that, at that moment, I knew exactly how the crash was about to go down. And it was so weird. It was like, I, I remember it slow motion, like being in control the whole time. Like you can see me holding on all the way to like, no, I got over the landing and I took my hands off and just like butt slid down it. And if you watch it with the sound on, you can hear me just like yeah. hooting and hollering and laughing the whole time. <laughs> it was a, such a weird, the only crash I've ever had like that where it's like, all right, well this is about to happen. This is about to happen. This is about to happen. And it all did. It was super weird. <laughs> That was a wild ride. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. There was probably people out there like, oh, Jeff, man, he's in the Olympics now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this was from uh, at Les Thomas. Do you think young athletes should concentrate on BMX or should they be multidiscipline? Depends on what you don't want to do with your life. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's good to mess around, but... Um, or not mess around, but like play other sports uh, if you want to. But 
Uh, I played baseball only for like two years when I first started, like while I was racing, and then I just BMX was BMX. It was life. That's what I wanted to do. So yeah. if you're looking for other options because you're bored of it or something, then go for it. But I was never one time ever bored of racing. At MB six eight nine, wildest race after party, where and when? <laughs> wildest. Uh, Auckland twenty thirteen was a good one. Too. Madrid oh nine was pretty damn fun. It just was. It was a terrible day of racing, and so it started early. I pretty. I didn't make it out of motos. I don't think. I remember I cased. There was a triple into the first turn, and I twisted my steer tube, so my handlebars were tacoed sideways. Anyways, and I just got smoked all day. Um, so I'm pretty sure I went straight after third round to the liquor store, bought two bottles of liquor. By the time I got back, I think they were done with quarters, and everybody else didn't make it except for Connor, I think. So that whole day we just we were in the stand. Connor was young, and we didn't really want him to like we didn't want to see him start doing good already. And so we were like, no, like you know, yelling like dickheads in the stands <laughs> while drinking all this alcohol. Um, so much shit happened. That was. I remember peeing in like the vase in the lobby of the hotel there and <laughs> off the balcony. Oh, Somebody boy. ripped ripped the top of my un- like the elastic band of my underwear off before we got to the club. <laughs> that was on the bus. I remember that was on the bus when we were going there. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, that was on the and bus. I got lost on the way back because <laughs> I left by myself because that party was good. That was a good one. Yeah, and that I, good one. so you know, that one was pretty wild. I guess if I had to pick a number one. The uh, free juice ones are always good, too, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, from at Mitchie.38. This is the double shot question. Oh, How many days do you train on the track and in the gym? And what do you do on the track and in the gym for training? Uh, get yourself a program from KirkCorner.com. Plug them. Plug them. <laughs> <laughs> I, like uh, I don't know. I try to ride. I try to do gates four or five times a week, whether it's on an individual gate or track. Um gym is at least twice maybe three if i'm bored on a saturday um yeah i don't know i'm at this point since i did so much when i was a kid i i never take it past two straightaways at a time um i'll do endurance work on a wild bike but never on a track um lots of gates that's what i'd say just go for it tour to todd why bmx why bmx family just family the whole i don't have any friends from school i actually one that's why he's a roommate at my house um only friend i had from school that came to the races but besides that like every, everybody in my all my groomsmen are from bmx um it's family like i said all right one sec nick this is gonna be we just need to stop this for- all right from at cam larson pick your poison would you rather not oh, be able to fun. do any gate training for a year, including the Chula Vista horsepower hour. Or or not be able to drink a sip of alcohol for a year. So could I so I would just have to race with no gate practice? Yeah. I wanna say I would do the no alcohol just because I want everybody to know I'm not an alcoholic. I just enjoy drinking. <laughs> I could I could easily go a whole year without drinking. Okay. I would, okay. But I, I would not be hyped on having to do fucking track work all the time. <laughs> That's fair. Okay, at Jamie O'Brink, why are you back on your long bike? I guess we talked about that, but... 
just never never did well on the double XL and uh like like I said or James said uh, the long bike is just home yep all right fair enough this is a good question because I just saw you're getting a new one uh from at jtools1974 what's your favorite tattoo and why I didn't get a new one. That was a stencil. Why don't you look at the date on the thing, dum dum? Oh. I just make you feel like you make you feel like an idiot <laughs> no. now. Is it not a new one? Um, it's a, no, I, I didn't. That was just a stencil. That, that was in 2017. I just wanted to see yeah. if I would like. Oh, I thought that. the same. I thought the same thing as James. I thought you were. I thought like, it was a new stencil one stencil to get a new one. My yeah. bad. I feel like an idiot now. But anyways, so you, the question is still valid. You two are going to have this whole conversation with me in over an hour, and just now bringing up getting both sides of my neck tattooed. Well, <laughs> so so anyway, what's your favorite? <laughs> HPW the third. Any tips on how to not get shut down on the start hill? Uh, be better. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, like, like I was saying, I I was doing 100 plus gates a week for 10 years, so uh, it's going to take rep, repetition. Yeah, fair enough. Oh, from at L Kilgore 49 from Lenny. How do you drink beer and still haul ass on the track? Because he's only good at one of them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I actually don't drink beer that often. Um, Like, when I do drink... How do I say it right? When I do drink beer, I drink a lot of it. But I don't prefer drinking beer. It just fills me up. Uh, Just feel like a fat piece of shit, actually. Uh, (laughs) So I stick mostly with the liquor, so that's why I just high octane. Fair enough. Um... At Damon Hawking four four one, why do your cats have no hair? I'm actually confused. <laughs> <laughs> it's a breed of cat. It's a sphinx, and um, they were actually developed in Canada. Fun fact for you guys. Cool. He feels like a ball sack. He, he <laughs> it, does, it feels exactly like a shaved ball sack. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! All right. Uh, from at Ryan Tugas, why did you puke after you won the Supercross race in Chula? Cause I like to party. <laughs> now, uh, that day was funny too. I remember 
the race was later in the day because I'm pretty sure we did the final in the night. Evening race. Um, my favorite race we of all were, time. We were camp- I stayed at my dad's so cool. house. I wasn't living here, but we stayed in like a motorhome. Um, I forgot I was here. Barry might have. Yeah, Barry stayed. He was at the house with me. Um, oh, because at that time we were kicked out of the training center, <laughs> <laughs> so we weren't allowed to stay on site there. So we camped at my dad's house, and I remember waking up in the morning. I, I'm not even shitting you, and Barry will give you the facts as well. I ate a pound of bacon, and that was it. Oh my! For God. the whole day. Why would you eat a pound of bacon? It was like, oh, it's too close to racing. Um, so I'm, I can't remember throwing up before that. I'm sure I did, but I definitely blew my guts out after that main event. <laughs> Why'd you eat a pound of bacon? Don't know. I because <laughs> I made it, and I don't think anybody else ate it. It was greasy, though, I'll tell you that. At BM Excellence, what does life look like for Nick Long after the last gate drop? I don't know. Big Daddy's still doing it, so I say I got a shot. I got a, got a while. Fair enough. All right. <laughs> no, I don't know. I'm not sure. I'd like to – I always wanted to do something creative, tattoo artist or even a hairstylist or something like that. Um <sighs> But I'm not sure. That, it's hard to do those type of things while racing because you gotta usually got to do an apprenticeship, and that's a lot of time uh, for both. Um, so right now, I actually have a job. I'm just helping out at my uncle's shop, kind of doing like a project coordinator and uh, basically just plugging shit in on the computer. Um, I can work whatever days I want and however long I want. So if I have a track session I want to get to, then I can. It's not a big deal. Um, so it's, super, it's helpful, and it's, that's what I'm doing right now. Right on, right on. All right, from at Jobbert underscore Reyes. Was that supposed to be Jobbert or Robert? Jobbert Reyes. <laughs> Is it supposed to be that yeah. guy? All right. It's probably John Robert. <laughs> <laughs> or Rob Jobbert. <laughs> Sorry, Jobbert. <laughs> we don't mean to make fun of you. Uh, what is your all-time favorite or current international BMX or BMX Supercross track? What's your favorite track? Manchester track it was fun uh, still looks a little or still looks fun now just a little more mild um, but I think just given the circumstances I think I'm a big fan of the Rock Hill track just because that 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 rain race we did there I was so impressed on being able to race like we did in complete pouring rain that was pretty badass yeah it felt cool to just like once kind of got over the little fear like I hate racing in the rain never been good at it but it was that was a lot of fun and it was just cool and to i just respect the track for being able to race like that in that kind of weather that part is great but i will protest that hill until it gets demolished that thing is not up to spec all right we have a code all right it has to be a it's certain length regulation size or what it's not, it's not regulation my pedals don't line up and i hate it i can't do it <laughs> All right, well, that's all we got, Nick. That's a wrap, huh? We really appreciate you coming on. It was uh, good to chat. Yeah, it was a pleasure, a pleasure doing it. And I'm looking forward to hearing my stupid voice when I listen to it back. <laughs> it was really good to hear about your story and laugh. And yeah, are we going to see you in Rock Hill? You bet. I'm, I'll be there on Sunday. All right. All right, Nick. You take care, buddy. We'll see you soon. Yeah, have a good one. Thanks, see you, buddy. Later. Nicholas Long. Jonathan. Johnny Long, everybody. That was an excellent interview. He is. This is why he's my people's champ. This is why I'm going to say it. He's just, he's so funny, but he's also such a hardworking guy. 
Yeah. That just likes to ride bikes, likes to race, but he just likes to enjoy himself and have a good time as well. He's such a outstanding athlete. You know, he's so athletic. He's so good on the bike. He's always been, he's always been a top guy, you know, and he's just a nice human being and a great friend. He's the type of friend that you could literally rely on for anything and they'd do anything for you no matter what. Like they, he'd go utter his way for any of his friends. Yeah, it's cool. You know, it's he's a selfless guy. Yeah. Whenever he's having you know get together, he makes sure he invites everybody, anybody that's yep. in town, any yep. foreigners. It's cool. That's cool. I don't think a lot of people know how good of an athlete he is. You Unbelievable athlete. It. Yeah. That's crazy. You he's, talk about it from like from being at the center and like doing random things with him. Yeah, he's an athlete. He can just stand there and do a backflip on the ground. You should see how far he can throw a medicine ball. Yeah. He launches it. <laughs> he's pretty. And cool. he's super explosive and he do hurdles that kind of stuff. He's strong as shit. He can lift a ton on the trap bar. He's extremely athletic. That's cool. Extremely yeah, athletic. Know that. Yeah. So I, I was, to be honest, I was going to say, I, I was, I guess, interested to find out once again, another rider having a bunch of injuries that really had no clue about Yep. and was still racing through them all. Like, I'm going to keep saying that every time we hear these, but it just shows how badass the riders in BMX are. Yeah. Because I mean, we've had injuries too. We don't publicize, you know? Yeah. Like everyone has something. Yeah. Especially in our sport, everyone has something, whether it's like a little nagging wrist thing or something more serious. I mean, we all do. Yeah. True. True. We all do. A snap on green voice memo. We got to, yeah, I guess get back around to that now. Hey, <laughs> it's exciting. <laughs> Change topic. Very exciting. All right. So as I wouldn't say ask for. As we told you. As we told you. A little dessert, if you will, after a great <laughs> podcast. I had a great time listening to Nick's stories. Like, that, was, that was fantastic. What was, uh, so what was your favorite part? My favorite part? Oh, I don't know. I liked hearing about the tree story. I didn't uh, know I was going to say that, that was pretty <laughs> good. Wild. I knew about the story, but it's just fun to listen to it again. Yeah. Uh, the, how about the getting pizza rolls thrown at him? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> how random is that? That's hilarious. <laughs> All right. So, Snap on Green has sent us a voice memo. Okay. He heard us, heard that we were going to do a little debut of who he is on our show so we're going to play the voice memo for you here we go hello friends and fans of the show snap on green here it is very fucking laughable that there is even speculation that coffee chatter has any role in the meme page which is snap on green so please stop with the messages (laughs) coffee chatter can keep up the podcasting and i will continue to waste my life creating niche bmx racing memes in the meme laboratory on a real note please buy my merchandise my nokia 3310 can only make so much memes before i will need to buy one of those neat blackberry phones I look forward to one day speaking with Palm Dog and Tori via the internet. Yours sincerely, Snap on Green. <laughs> Cryptic. Very. Do you think we can ever get him on the show? I don't know. I, I would love know. to have a little Snap on Green segment. That would be pretty cool. He's so secretive. He just sends us, he sends us a voice message. Just yeah. no message. Literally just sent the, just sent the memo. Snap on Green with a voice memo. It just appears in there. It just appeared. Yeah. I don't know how it happened. I don't know. He's a hacker. Apparently... I want to get him on the show. How are we going to do that? Maybe we'll have to cold call him. I want to do a cold call. <laughs> Anybody that listens to the show, you might get randomly called and you won't know it because it's not live here, but it might happen. We're going to cold call. I know. I want to do a live broadcast where people can call in. Yeah. That's like exciting. my dream for the podcast. You know, once we, you know, blow this thing up. Once this thing gets huge. <laughs> I'm talking big. Really big. Um, fantastic. Yeah. Good show. Great to have Nick on. Um, we don't know who we're going to have on next week. No. Like we said, we'd like to leave that up to you guys because, I mean, you guys are the listeners. You're the ones listening to the podcast. So we'll try to get somebody you guys want to hear from. So we'll post in the Coffee Chatter story this week about who you want to hear from next. And we'll try and get them on the show next week. Yeah. 
So once again, thanks for listening. Yeah, hope you guys enjoyed all the uh, next funny stories. We sure did. And have a good week, everyone. Thanks, See you later. Guys.